there, there's all of this focus on, on hygiene and kind of this chemical safety. And it's important that we take a moment to, to open up our eyes and make sure that we're not missing any glaring run-of-the-mill safety hazards because uh, the majority of, of fatalities in construction are still fall from caught between mm -hmm. uh, electrocution and what caught by. So all of these, these principal hazards in construction still exist. So we need to make sure that we're paying close attention to those. Just wake up, open your eyes, and watch for those specifically. Welcome to The Critical Path with Mary and Jason, a podcast about business development, company culture, and loving the place you work just a little bit more. <laughs> I saw the the stress of not interrupting the intro. It was really intro. hard. Yeah. It was hard not to do. Saw you working through it. Oh, I made it. <laughs> so this is episode 55, and we're talking 55. about managing impacts of COVID. So, and, and this could really apply to really managing impacts on projects, period. Uh, but it is particularly appropriate right now dealing with these types of delays. And this is what we're talking to everybody about right now is yep. kind of how to track and manage these delays and how to keep it from having a negative impact on your company. Yeah, it's a super hot topic, really relevant and timely. Uh, but again, I think it'll be helpful even beyond this period of time. So, so what, COVID is a fancy, there's a fancy French word ooh. that everybody's been using a lot for what uh, what kind of impact this is. You don't know the fancy French word? Oh, you're talking about uh, uh, force majeure? Force majeure. Uh, that's a hot word, yeah. Force majeure or another thing that uh, it gets bandied about in contracts is... Acts of God. Acts of God. Yeah, sure. So do we have any housekeeping before we just dive on in? I don't know. Do we? I don't know. Well, you interrupted me to ask about housekeeping. I feel like, so yeah, housekeeping is like, uh, you know, kind of the natural piece that we need to make sure we cover before like we a, just jump on in. It's like a thing. Come on. I'm not ready yet. Okay, fair. So, okay, what housekeeping do you have? Well, so we have uh, weekly builder chats. We want to make sure that folks are making use of that with ABC. Go ahead and check it out on our website. It is a peer group uh, open forum for anyone in the construction industry or, or construction adjacent industry. If you have questions, mm -hmm. uh, it's just an open opportunity to discuss the challenges that you're working with, not yeah. just COVID. Lots of really good conversations going on there. People talking about, uh, there is a lot of talk about COVID, mm -hmm. about how to how to navigate some of this safety stuff and how people are getting around stuff, but lots of good non-COVID conversations. And if you're too. trying to find resources, that's a good place to, to go. Mm -hmm. uh, also, if you're looking for, for training options to keep your folks busy, we have a lot of good remote training options that, that we've just released, uh, Microsoft Project and uh, Blueprint Reading and Schedule Reading and uh, uh, Specification Reading, so check those out. Yeah, the scheduling class has actually been going really well. I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's a lot of fun. So uh, go ahead and, and uh, let us know if you have any interest in there. But we need to get over to our uh, Managing Impacts of COVID episode here. One more housekeeping before we move on. Oh, you interrupted me. I did. We're just interrupting each other. You know what? You can tell we've been like <laughs> not more than six feet from one another. Yeah, and it's like, backwards. It's like backwards. Yeah. yeah, we're just together all the time. So... Uh, if you are have been hearing about our Jetpack mm -hmm. uh, leadership cohort, and it, I know everybody's still got a lot of other things on their mind, but yeah. it's getting to be about time to start talking about uh, 
who's going to be in that group next year? Yeah, 2021. So we're going to be, you should start seeing videos come out from our current Jetpack cohort about our leadership exercises and the work that we're doing together. But if you have interest in joining us for 2021, then go ahead and check out our Jetpack cohort page on our website. And start having those conversations because I'm really excited to get another group into the works. We're having a lot of fun with the group that we're running through it now. They're a really good group. So when we're talking about impacts, construction impacts with COVID, I think what we've been hearing a lot of has to do with returning to work. And we're coming back into projects that are kind of already mid-stride. We're trying to remobilize, even if they were essential, we're starting to really see uh, the pressure of impacts and the pressure of schedule crunch. Mm-hmm. You you always will hear the story of the our durations have gotten shorter, but our end date hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a big uh, a common factor inside of construction that we see and hear about all the time and help folks to navigate. Well, and so the reason that I, before housekeeping, was trying to lead with that conversation about force majeure or oh. acts of God is because when we teach our section on impacts, then what we teach is I think everybody knows that if it's your fault, then if you impact yourself, if you caused the impact, if you cause the impact, then you don't necessarily get anything for Mm -hmm. that. If you mess up, you don't get time, you don't get money. If it was your mistake, time and money you don't get. Mm -hmm. If it's the owner's impact, Mm -hmm. if the owner impacts you, you get time, you get money. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what people often don't know is that when it is that force majeure, that act of God category, you don't necessarily get money for those impacts. Mm -hmm. Although in the COVID era, we're seeing lots of times when actually you even get money. But normally, acts of God don't get money, but you do get time. So you get if, extra duration for that. So this is like a rain day, an excessive rain day where, where you're doing a weather sensitive piece of work and it rained really heavy or the temperature was too cold and you couldn't perform the work. Therefore, you're entitled to extra days equal to the number of days that you were impacted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner isn't necessarily required to pay you more money for that same amount of work, but you do get more time tacked onto your schedule. And so that would be an excusable delay, but not a compensable delay, meaning that you don't get extra money. So when we're talking about COVID uh, and, and this pandemic, this is in that same category where we're typically not entitled to extra money, but we are entitled to extra time. So that means that if you're, you were starting this project and the project got shut down and we didn't resume for a month, then at least you get at least one month more tacked onto your schedule to be able to finish the project. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But another piece that, that we should really be thinking about as it relates to that excusable delay is not just in that big uh, acute sense. So I, I say that there's kind of an acute schedule impact where uh, we there's a clear shutdown date and there's a clear resume date. Mm-hmm. And that is very easy to calculate from start to finish. We get two months. Yep. And, and this is that piece really where you have your duration 
And that duration is the number of days you get to do your job while you're on site. Mm -hmm. So this is the same as talking about when someone's in your way mm -hmm. and you can't work on that part of the building. Yep. That's not part of your duration. Yep. So that's all very simple. Mm -hmm. But it gets a little bit murkier. Uh, what's the opposite of acute? Not obtuse. It is... Obtuse uh, is the opposite No, 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 of no, no. So that's when talking about angles. I'm, I'm having a <laughs> blank here. I'm having a COVID blank uh, acute or talking about pain. So you have acute pain. Chronic you pain? Have, there's another word. There's another word. So it's acute or it's like uh, ongoing but kind of... That's chronic. No, I know, I know. But it's not, I'm not thinking of chronic. Uh, and not snoop chronic. So I'm talking about... Uh, uh, an impact that that is ongoing. Mm -hmm. I know. I understand. It's cumulative. Similar. It's not cumulative. Uh, I'm blanking. Just go with me here. Sorry, I don't so, have your word. So there's the there's the acute impact, but then there's also the impact that continues. Uh, and and it, I know it's going to come to me at the end. It's going to be the jetpack. <laughs> it's going to be the jetpack. Yeah. So uh, it there is this impact that that continues even though that acute work stoppage is over. And it comes in the form of extra time that we have to spend to carry out these safety protocols that we wouldn't normally have to carry out. Mm -hmm. So if you think about all of the check-ins when we get there in the beginning of the day, all of the workers show up mm -hmm. and we have to, whether it's a paper form, hopefully not, or whether it's a digital or form. Out. Well, and not only the time to fill out the form, mm -hmm. but another thing I'm hearing is that because there's a check-in process at the job site, mm -hmm. people are in line yep. for 30, 40 minutes just getting through that checkpoint. So all of the time that you spend actually getting onto the job site, and then there's all of the startup time to, to get suited up and mm -hmm. get your gloves on and get your mask on. And, uh, and then there's the time potentially just to actually get to maybe the floor that you're working on. If you're working mm -hmm. on an elevated building, uh, there's orientation. Uh, there are, are, if you have to go to the bathroom or, or mm -hmm. take breaks, then there's sh uh, breakdown time and longer. setup time. And so it's pretty easy to get to an hour, hour and a half of lost productivity on any given day. If only there were a way you could keep track mm -hmm. every day. A day? Yeah. How would you... How would you figure out? How would you like mm. daily keep track? You mean like every day? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what you're you're hinting at is that we should be using the daily log, the daily report, mm -hmm. to be able to document roughly how much time, not just the foreman is spending, but how much time the crew is spending, uh, associated with delay every single day related to these extra safety protocols because. Every single day, it's not just one hour or two hours that we're losing to these safety protocols, but for every single person on the site, it's multiplicative. Yeah, That's so a really big word for me right now. It is. So if we have 10 guys on site and they all spend an hour, we didn't lose one hour. We lost 10 hours. Or we lost 20 hours yeah. if if we lost two hours per, per person. Yep. Uh, so that is two and a half people that we lost. So it's like we didn't have a crew of 10, we had a crew of seven and a half. Mm -hmm. And uh, that would also figure into that excusable delay because this is a delay. We have the number of people allocated to the project that we have available. Uh, and now we're only getting that 75% that effectiveness, 75% productivity 
because of the extra safety protocols. Mm -hmm. So that is what we're required to perform and provide mm -hmm. in the contract, unless the contract says something else yeah. specifically. But in addition to just applying all these protocols, so there's, you know, like we talked about the standing in line and there's the gearing up and mm -hmm. there's all of that. There's also all kinds of places and times that we bid the work, mm -hmm. assuming we'd have a straight shot at it. And now we have to do weird workarounds because we can't have two people working together in one corner or, you know, all of these ways that our work is taking longer because we're doing it a different way in order to live by the protocols. In order to maintain social distancing and Absolutely. Our, our workflow looks a little bit different. But what we're trying to capture is how many hours per person per day are we losing associated with the safety protocol? Mm -hmm. And the better that we're able to capture, calculate, and communicate that to the customer, the better we're able to receive or, or justify that excusable delay. So if we had mm -hmm. a, a duration of 10 days and we see a 25% impact in our productivity, we actually should have 12 and a half days mm -hmm. to be able to complete that same piece of work. Absolutely. And it's only by tracking the stuff and communicating it that we're going to be able to capture it. But it's also valuable because even though hopefully we're going to get quicker at some of this COVID stuff, we're going to get more efficient at it. But chances are we're going to be doing some of this stuff for a while. Mm -hmm. So the better we can understand how much time this is costing us, then we can carry that forward because a lot of us are still bidding work right now. So if... if Using that method, we're able to actually capture more excusable time. We're able to extend our, our activity durations and justify it. The other piece that we need to watch for are the compensable pieces. So with COVID specifically, where we understand that we have extra safety protocols, we understand that we have to jump through extra hoops and document things that we don't normally have to. All of that is in that excusable only category. So again, remembering that excusable is in reference to delay mm -hmm. to time yep. and compensable means you get money for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. As and, in compensation. Yeah. And again, uh, you know, pay attention and talk to your lawyer mm -hmm. about what parts of your impacts are uh, even just safety impacts are mm -hmm. compensable yep. because some of that is going to be mm -hmm. and some of it we're gonna we're gonna kind of work out in the wash because everybody's suffering from this right now but assuming that we're capturing that those excusable delays mm -hmm. we should be thinking about the, those that are excusable and compensable too yes uh, and so when we show up to the job site and we set foot on site our guys are all ready to go or our girls our gals our women uh, our children, I don't know. No, no children on job sites, please. <laughs> Especially right now. <laughs> Especially right now. Uh, so we show up to work ready to do our job. And then we notice that other sub trades or maybe other contractors are not following the safety protocols for the site. Mm -hmm. That's an impact. If we show up and we recognize that, that we can't safely uh, release our workers to do their job, then we need to go and flag the person who's in charge mm -hmm. and let them know that the site is not actually ready, whether it's because the, the substrate, the, the work itself is not ready, mm -hmm. or whether it's because we're being asked to work in conditions, Unsafe conditions. That, that don't meet state guidelines or, or uh, CDC guidelines. We need to make sure that, that everybody on site is actually following that stuff, particularly around 
us when we're performing our work. Yeah. So, so the thing here to keep in mind is because it's, it's easy to lose track of it in the, in the press, Mm -hmm. everything is going on. Everything's hitting us a mile a minute. It, but if the other subs are doing their best Mm -hmm. and we're doing our best and we're all following the rules and that's impacting everyone, then we're going to do our best to all share the cost of that, Mm -hmm. even though we have delay. But if they're not doing their best, if they are not following the safety regulations, then now again, we're kind of getting back into that situation where someone's at fault yep. and it's not you. Yep. And the, the, uh, I had a conversation with a, a young project manager. He's in his early twenties, just a pup. And he was having to face down a superintendent that was 55 years old uh, because he's being asked to send his guys into, and they were all guys into uh, a work area that, didn't comply with the COVID safety requirements. Mm-hmm. And he felt weird having that conversation with a guy who literally could have been his grandfather. Oh, and so many people are being put into that situation right mm-hmm. now where uh, they have to push back against these against these conversations. And, and I think the conversation I had with him was that if you don't stand up for your workers and if the foremen don't stand up for the, the people that they're leading, mm-hmm. no one will. Yep. There's not a soul that will stand up for them if you don't do it. So, well, and uh, if you think it's hard for you to stand mm-hmm. up for them, yep. how much harder would it be for them to stand up for themselves? Yep. So make sure that that if you see an un- unsafe condition, make it okay to talk about. Make sure that we put those things out in the open. And if the work areas are not ready, if they're not safe, then make sure we flag that as a compensable delay mm-hmm. and let them know, let the customers know that that we are willing to pull off the job site until we can work in a safe situation again. Well, and the best thing about this is if you push back, mm-hmm. then not only does that make the job site safer for your team, but the more that there's a squeaky wheel pushing mm-hmm. back saying these conditions need to be safe or we're not going to touch it, yep. there's that much more chance that that GC is going to just go ahead and make the site safer for everyone in order to get you off of their back. And so, so how many people are going to be affected by that? Mm-hmm. And it's usually a super positive force for the entire project. But generally speaking, the, the project superintendent will feel this internal pressure to get this work done and push the schedule forward uh, to complete it with or without regard to, to COVID or with, with or without regard to safety. Uh, they want to make sure that the job gets done. They're trying to do a good job. Uh, this project means everything to them. And for some of those folks, this could be their first project that they're running. So it's really important for them. I mean, it's dangerous. That would be rough. But it's it's really spiritually important for them as a person for this thing to be successful. Mm-hmm. And all they're trying to do is push this thing physically across the line. But it's important that when you start to receive this pressure, uh, that you try to figure out, hey, wait a minute, are we actually entitled to more time? Is there mm-hmm. is there a reason that we're being pressed and, and what is the duration that I'm entitled to before I just buckle to that pressure and throw a bunch mm-hmm. of people into an unsafe condition? Um, so we need to make sure that we're being firm about the safety requirements that we have uh, and and we'll have this counterpoint where we say, we don't want to damage the relationships that we have with clients, right? And we, we're in customer service. We're in the service business. 
Uh, it doesn't feel like that in construction, but that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to damage the relationship. We're a relationship-based company. We need to make sure that we're looking after our clients so that they'll hire us back again tomorrow. But the problem with that is that, that we can't just buckle and we can't just give up on trying to protect our guys. And so in this conversation, I came up with this concept called construction guy. And so if I were to ask you, and we're going to we're going to get into some mad stereotypes here, uh, but <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually getting close to it. So if anybody's ever read the book American Gods. Yeah. A Neil Gaiman book. Uh, it's a what, pseudo sci-fi. It's not a sci-fi. It's, it's a, a magic realism. Yeah. Magic realism but for, for literary nerds. For <laughs> lit nerds. But it, the idea of the book is that if if throughout history everyone's religion is actually a representation of those people and what those people believe in. Then the question that this author asked is, what then are the gods that, that the sort of zeitgeist of America is living by? And so you saw characters like technology who mm. looked a little like Mark Zuckerberg, who was the, <laughs> the human manifestation yeah. of, of technology and media mm -hmm who was the human manifestation of like TV and commercials. But I, but I think even more down to earth is for a lot of people, Santa Claus is the embodiment of Christmas. And it's like the picture that we have in our head of what it is. Mm -hmm. It's not the, if we really thought about what Christmas looks like for, for our lives or our family Christmas parties or what mm -hmm. have you, it might look a little different than Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, but the idea is that, that this is a person that, if you smooshed everything together, it would represent something, right? And so we say, if you took all of construction, the construction industry itself, and you pushed and you pulled and you gathered it all up into this uh, mass, and it was a person. You took construction industry and you turned it into the person. That is the embodiment of that industry. And we call him... Construction guy. Construction guy. Yeah. And so we're, we're giving a little bit of this away, but... If we, we asked a couple of questions about learning about this person that embodies construction, what what gender might that person be? If we're thinking about, and, and this is not to, to disregard or, or uh, make less of women in construction, but construction guy is a guy. Trust me, you're not offending women. Any woman <laughs> who works in construction knows, yeah, they know knows that the default person yeah. in that industry is a guy. Yeah, and, and so construction guy is a guy. It's male, uh, and construction guy is white, uh, and, and construction guy is probably 55, maybe late 50s. Well, and to make a, a, another interesting kind of uh, departure from this, so we were talking to... Uh, someone else who pushed back and made the point, well, actually, when I think of construction guy, mm -hmm. I think of a young Latino guy. Young Hispanic man, mm -hmm. right? And it's true that there are, a, there are a lot of people in construction who don't match this construction guy stereotype mm -hmm. that we're talking about. But that's because we're talking about the challenges of making change in mm -hmm. the construction industry. And that's talking to the leadership of the industry, not the face that you see. If I get construction done, I'm going to see a lot of different faces. Mm -hmm. But if I want to make a change in a construction company, mm -hmm. I see one face. Yep. One face that is, so that we're talking about the decision makers in the company mm -hmm. and they're white and they're male and they're 55-ish. Uh, and 
if you think about construction guy, uh, construction guy probably never missed a day of work in his life uh, in due to illness. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, you know, showed up every single day. Like construction guy, like probably like broke his arm, mm-hmm. broke his shoulder, and like finished the day. <laughs> yeah, and walked yeah. home. Yeah, well, I I uh, <laughs> did what did roofing for six months with a fractured ankle. That's right? true. You did. Uh, but and construction guy probably thinks this whole COVID thing is a hoax. It's it's crazy. It's silly. And and the truth is, when we're having to talk about impacts and when we're having to talk about trying to manage the situation, construction guy is the person that we need to deal with. That's the person that we need to reason with and convince. And it's not because there aren't leaders mm-hmm. who understand this and who uh, accept the dangers of this. But those leaders, the leaders who see the relevance of this, those aren't the ones you're going to have to push back again. Those are going to be the ones who are going to say, this all looks good, right? Yeah. I think I think we're doing I think we're doing this right. So so by and large, we need to find a way to get construction guy on board. And mm-hmm. and we need to communicate in language that this person understands. Uh, so it's important that when we're talking about impacts, there's a good chance that construction guy doesn't even know that he's entitled to extra time on the project. There's a good chance that construction guy tends to just get the job done. Just get it done. Yeah, and, and there's a good chance that he doesn't know uh, how closely this should be coordinated or, or how serious the issue is to you or mm-hmm. to your workers. So you need to make sure that you use language that that construction guy can understand mm-hmm. and make it crystal clear, make it very simple. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. Uh, you need to follow safety protocol ABC. We'll be there and we're going to get it knocked out. Right. Speaking, speaking construction guys. Terms. Well, and here's another thing, though, that I think is fair. If you're thinking about construction guy, I think the more that you cite the regulations mm-hmm. that need to happen. Sure. Uh, construction guy is more likely to shrug that stuff off. Mm-hmm. And I think that the more that you tell construction guy that you have to look out for your guys. Yeah. That's, I think, a language. It doesn't mean he's going to like it, mm-hmm. but I feel like that that is a language he can respect. Well, in a recommendation I made to one of our clients is he was talking to his own construction guy and he was trying to convince that guy to to get on board and respect his safety requirements. And I asked him, did you share that that two of your key workers have people at home that are vulnerable, uh, that one is pregnant and one is elderly and uh, they have real people in their life that are at risk and they could die uh, if if they catch this? Uh, and and I had just suggested you don't want to disclose anything that would compromise HIPAA, mm-hmm. but just sh- it's information that that you have as the field leader. Go ahead and share that while still protecting everybody, but just bring it home, make it personal, and let them mm-hmm. know that you're not doing this to be a jerk. You're doing this because you really care, and and these are your guys. Yeah, well, and I think that's why I bring that up is mm-hmm. because the the construction guy stereotype. Uh, doesn't necessarily care about the rules. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, we can't give construction guy the short end of the stick yeah. because for all the weaknesses of that stereotypical mm-hmm. personality type, they do generally care about people. Oh, yeah. They do generally care about looking out for their guys. They just need to understand that that's really what they're doing right. and that this isn't just some kind of a... N- uh, namby-pamby. Some kind of a hoop we're asking them to jump through. Yeah. Uh, And I think that the last piece that we want to touch on before we uh, end this episode is there's all of this focus on COVID. There's all of this focus on 
staying six feet apart and washing our hands. And, and I think just about everybody I've talked to has built their own hand wash station. <laughs> it is like the proudest moment in their lives. I know. They build these giant towers <laughs> in the city that affect the skyline. Yeah, for a for hundred years. And then they'll tell you, oh, yeah, whatever, I built that. That's not a big deal. But now they go build a hand washing station and they're like, look at what they you did. You wouldn't believe it. I, I built this. I made this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there, there's all of this focus on, on hygiene and kind of this chemical safety. And it's important that we take a moment to, to open up our eyes and make sure that we're not missing any glaring run-of-the-mill safety hazards because uh, the majority of, of fatalities in construction are still fall from caught between mm -hmm. uh, electrocution and what caught by. So all of these these principal hazards in construction still exist. So yeah. we need to make sure that we're paying close attention to those. Just wake up, open your eyes, well, and, and watch for those specifically. So look at how you couldn't remember a word earlier yep. in this podcast. Yep. The opposite of acute, whatever that is. Uh, and that same fog exists for all of us. All of us are, are working under stress, under pressure. We're all uh, worried about various things. And we're spending almost all of our safety-focused time paying attention to COVID, paying attention to all these new safety protocols and keeping this running list in our head of all these things we have to not forget to do. Don't touch my face. Put on the mask. Put on the gloves. Take off the mask. Put on the goggles. And we need to make sure that all of those other safety regulations, that we're still keeping those in mind, too. Yep. Because well, just because you have a mask on, it's not going to save you from those caught between, fall from kind of risks. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that it's it's easy to get distracted because that is the, the squeaky wheel in the room. That mm -hmm. is what everybody's thinking about. It's what all our safety meetings are going to be about. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that... Uh, That, see, I can't even think of the word I was looking for. Uh, so it's important that we don't lose sight of, of the active safety risks in our life right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what else do we have? Uh, I don't know. What else do we have? Oh, so the other thing here is, uh, you could call this a plug for the scheduling course if you want, mm -hmm. is in the same way that we talked about with remote training, the more that clients were already prepared for remote training, the more that they had all their stuff on the cloud and they were using OneNote and they were using Teams, those teams found it very easy to transition to remote work. Oh, absolutely. So in the same way, for... Yeah, that was how, how likely is Construction Guy to adopt new technology? Yeah, that's I a mean, good question. Construction Guy is going to be the last one on earth he's, to do something new. He's got a yellow notebook. <laughs> That's just his, it's, and he has all of the yellow notebooks from his whole career. His entire career, every yeah. single one of them accounted for. Yeah. So in the same way that companies that were already working remotely have found this a lot more painless. Yeah. In the same way, you know, in this episode, we're really, a lot of what we're talking about is keeping track of those impacts. What impacted me? How did it change my, my trajectory? Yeah. And... The better that you're tracking that stuff, the easier it's going to be to get your arms around this. Mm -hmm. So if you're finding that your daily logs are not really that daily or are not really capturing the information you want, 
this is a really good time to take a minute and think about, is there something you could tweak or change about that process? Mm -hmm. And in the same way, if you are really fully properly managing your schedule, if you have a baseline schedule and you have, you keep all your actuals up to date in your scheduling process, it gets so easy to add these impacts mm -hmm. and understand what's going to happen to the schedule. Yep. So if that's a process you already have your arms around, this is going to be a lot easier for you. Well, and I, I think this is a great time to just review the tools that you're mm -hmm. using. And even if you weren't prepared for this, uh, this is a great time to try to get up to speed yes. and, and protect or improve your process going forward. That's where I'm going. Mm -hmm. So it uh, doesn't mean you have to call us. We do have a, a really cool scheduling series that we're running. But even if you don't call us, Look at how you're running your scheduling. Look at how you're managing your impacts. Look at how you're tracking the progress of your projects mm -hmm. and look at whether that's something that could use a little bit of work. Well, we had uh, at the last builder chat, had someone share something that really meant a lot to me. Uh, we went through project coaching with them and uh, a key member of that team said that if we hadn't gone through that process, then they would be in a much, much worse situation right now going through COVID without that specific project coaching. So uh, again, project coaching is something that's super valuable and super helpful. Uh, and it's, it's really a big part of why we get up in the morning is so that we can bring that sense of order and that sense of calm to the project teams that we're working with. Absolutely. So I guess it, I guess it was chronic, chronic, Chronic yeah, pain yeah. as opposed to acute pain. I, I, I guess, don't know. I guess that's what it what it is. I don't know why I think I know words. I don't you know? know. So, <laughs> Jason knows words. Hashtag Jason knows words. That's it's right. the jetpack. All right. So hopefully uh, you had fun. Hopefully this was interesting for you. Uh, if you have any specific questions about managing impacts or how to track these things or communicate them, feel free to let us know. Uh, again, Builder Chat is every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST. We're always looking for new folks to join us. Info is on our website. And if you listen to us from somewhere that's not right here in Seattle, mm -hmm. and uh, it has occurred to you before that you might like to work with us, but we don't do anything remote, yep. we now do things remotely. There's so a this whole slew of stuff. A great time. We're actually working with lots of people from all over the place right now. It's been a really interesting way to open things up. And I don't know when things will settle back down, and I don't know whether we'll continue to work remotely when that happens. Mm -hmm. So make hay while the sun shines. Here you go. And we had a great chat with somebody today from Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd love to go yeah, work with them. Really yeah. cool company. So uh, you can find us. You can find us at www.arcadewayfinding.com. You may be able to find us uh, at uh, in West Seattle after June 1st. It's true. Uh, we may be able to start start seeing people one by one mm -hmm. in our office. We'll see. We've got a brand new espresso machine Yeah. Uh, to replace our old one. Yeah, shiny and new. You can find us on thecriticalpathpodcast.com. Oh, you know the link now. Oh, man. It only took, Do I? what, three years? Do I? You can find us on LinkedIn, Jason Sturgeon, Mary Sturgeon, Arcade Wayfinding. You can find us on Anime Art Fandom. Uh, I don't think we exist there. I mean, I am a fan of anime art. You have anime hair. That's true. Yeah. I guess that's true. Uh, you can find us trying to keep our kids from going crazy. 
not really succeeding. No. No, they were, uh, someone was... There was a party last night Yeah, someone was making food in the middle of the night <laughs> because we both got woken up. There was a whole box of Eggo waffles that went through the toaster in one night. <laughs> like a big one. All right. Well, everybody take care. Watch for it. Yeah, stay safe. Watch for it. Here we are. Here we are. Are you ready? I'm ready. Welcome to The Critical Path with Mary and Jason, a podcast about business development, company culture, and loving the place... You just blew out the mic. I don't need you to tell me when I blew out the mic. Loving the place you work just a little bit more. No, now I have to start over. With Jason and Mary. That, you know, you that ship has sailed. I asked you, you created this podcast... Two years ago. I think it's more than two years now. It's a long time. And I think it's like three years now. And I asked you if you wanted it to be with Mary and Jason or with Jason and Mary. And what did you say? Uh, Jason and Mary. No, you said you don't care. Because <laughs> at that point, you didn't care about the podcast. You were like, whatever your Nerd. little podcast thing is, I don't care. Nerd. Yeah. So I made it Mary and Jason. <laughs> and now that's what it is. And that's our branding. And it sticks. Here we are. Here we are. So, what are we talking about today? We can't start talking because I have to go back and cut the intro again. <laughs> I edited Because it. you interrupted me in the middle of the intro. <laughs> okay, try it again. Because that's what you do now. So try it again. Okay, ready? Uh, yeah. Can you can you keep from interrupting? I'm going to work on it. Let's go. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Let's see. Let's see if I could do it. <laughs>